Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, it's Zach and Cody, and in New York, where we are, it's the first week of school. And most people are starting school right now, and I believe this is going to be a podcast not just for people going into school, but for youth pastors, even for people who are in the workforce now. These are all points that we can use every single day. We just primarily work with youth, so it's going to hit that. But don't worry, you're not on an island if you're outside of a school age right now. Today, we want to talk about what is going to separate you, what's going to make you so powerful this year in school. And I, I, want, to, I want to bring up real quick the power of difference. You'll never be remembered if you're only a part of the crowd. Yeah. Anybody in the Bible that was remembered, there was different things about them. Zacchaeus climbed a tree. Mary, she went in and poured uh, perfume on the feet of Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus was loud as all get out. We go through, uh, like Jacob decided to wrestle with God. Every single one of these people had something different about them. And it was a desire for God. Even locally where we are, in 1972, there was a flood. And it literally shut down our whole region. But it's crazy because there was another flood after that that no one really talks about. But this flood was talked about so much because it was so different from what everybody had seen. So far that 46 years later, we're still talking about it. People still blame issues on that flood because it was so different. You can walk to downtown Elmira right now and find the mark where the flood came up to on the buildings in downtown. There's power in difference. There's power in standing out. There's power in being different from the rest of the crowd. We want to talk to you about that today. Yeah, it's so funny. when Something that we get to see being in youth ministry is we get to see kids when they start out in high school and then when they go through all the grades and when they finally graduate. And it's funny because we've got one kid that we've been working with a lot and he graduated and one thing that he told me in a conversation we were having one day when we were driving in the car was that all the people that were cool in school, nobody even like thinks about them or talks about them or does no. anything with them anymore. Like As soon as school ended, that whole popularity thing went away. The things that made them cool during school, that doesn't exist when you get to the real world. So uh, you know, it's a big problem that we see, especially when people get into the church world, because too many people, like too many Christians are trying to blend in with the world. Like they want to be saved and they want to go to church on Sunday because they don't want to go to hell, but they don't actually want to be noticed fair. in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to go to hell either, but that's not the key. Fair argument. But the problem is you can't be effective for the kingdom and blend in with the world. It's no, just not, not going to happen. There's not like, if you're going to be effective for Jesus, you have to be different because what do you have to offer if your Jesus looks just like the world? There's nothing that you could offer if every time you have a struggle, you have to deal with it the same way as the world. If every time you have a need, you have to fill it the same way the world does. Every time something comes up, if you have to handle it the same way the world does, then what point is there to serve your God if he can't make you handle it differently? One thing that really stands out to me is when you read in 2 Corinthians 6, it starts out in verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make you 
I will make my dwelling among them and walk with them. We see an issue with this, and a lot of people will use that verse just as, you shouldn't date an unbeliever, which right. is true. You shouldn't date an unbeliever, because how, what are you going to converse with them about? But you know what's even more blatantly obvious to me? Is who are your friends? Who are the people you spend the time around? What are you holding conversations with? Because I believe it's actually possible for you to come to church, get saved, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and then grieve the Holy Spirit when you're in the real world by the conversations that you partake in, by what you're allowing to come in, and to actually like diminish the power in your life and to misuse the time that you have with the people around you instead of using it to build them up towards the kingdom. You're not doing anything but just pouring fire or pouring gas on the fire that they have every day of the the inappropriate conversations or, you know, just enhancing the problems that they have in their life, not providing the solution, which is Jesus. And that's that's just being different. And being different isn't bad because remember, it stands out. Some people won't understand it. Some people won't accept it. But if you're in the world and of the world, then you're not going to have the effectiveness that you hoped to have going into the year. We need to be in but not of. You can't just avoid the world. That's not having real power. That's not having real faith. We have to be in the world and show how great our God is. And I love what he's done for us. I love how powerful he is. And people should be able to see that through your lives. And something else I've learned is, man, I regret not taking that time in high school. Yeah. But I've never, re- I've never met somebody who lived all out for Jesus in high school and then lived with regret when they hit college. Like, man, I wish I didn't share Jesus as much. I yeah. wish that I didn't, um, didn't, I wish that I would have went to those parties. I've never heard anybody say that because ultimately they have what everyone at the party was looking for. They have what everyone needed. And that was Jesus and what he can provide for them. So honestly, this school year, I want to encourage you, like, go all in with Jesus and be different. Be uncommon. Sure, some people won't understand it, but the Lord will understand it. We don't need to have a fear of man. We have a a reverence and honor of God even in those instances. And because of it, God will use you. God will let you let you do some mighty things in your school this year. It's so cool to see too, when we work with students and we talk to them about this, about like being the light in their school, how easy it comes. Yeah. Like they'll start doing it and they're like, oh, I never thought it was going to be this easy to talk to people about Jesus and get them saved. But it's literally what we were designed to do. Look what the Bible says. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. You were literally, these works in your school that you do, when you share Jesus, these were all works that were prepared beforehand by God that he has anointed you to accomplish. And if God's anointed you to do it, there's no kid at school that can shame you out of doing it. There's nobody that can deter you from what you're called to do. If God's anointed you to be the light in your school, there's no classmate that can stop you from doing that. And and honestly, it's like starting any new relationship. There's always going to be some nerves. It's always going to be different. I'm not sure, but that's okay because any, any relationship worth pursuing to you, you will. 
past the awkward stages, past the people that don't understand it. Man, I've seen people look their parents dead in the face, be like, oh, I don't care, I'm going to date them because yeah. I care about them. Why is it that we find it so hard at times to look the world in the face and say, well, I don't care what you think. I love Jesus and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to turn it off. You were made for good works even in high school. There's so many young people that have been used by God, not just in the Bible, but in the world as well. Like oh, they say yeah. that David was only about 17 years old. Mary was anywhere from 13 to 18. The disciples, other than Peter, were all under the age of 20. And they were all used for powerful things. King Josiah was like, I think he still had single digits in his age when he led revival. Um, uh, leading into the, the promised land. Seriously, they were all under the age of 20. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? They were under the age of 20 Insane. when they entered in the promised land. So what God has for you, you don't have to wait till you're 40, 50 years old. He can use you now. He uses people all over the world. Some revivals in the mid-1850s with a man named D.L. Moody. It was youth revivals. He went to yeah. he went to church with some teenagers, and they looked at him like, yeah, they don't belong here. Yeah. So he started a youth church, and it got so big that Abraham Lincoln actually left a dinner to go check out the youth revival that D.L. Moody was leading. In the 70s, young people with the Jesus movement. Yeah. Can I tell you that in 2018, in 2019, in 2020, we believe it'll be the young people, and it will be you in your school tearing it up, showing the love of Jesus to people? Yeah, we did a Q&A series here on a, uh, for youth group on Thursday nights. and I, got I to, loved it. Oh, it was great. I got to preach one of the sessions, and it was so cool to see some of the questions that the kids had. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we ran into was that, you know, a lot of people believed that if they didn't share Jesus, that somebody else would at some point in time. Yeah. Or that, like, even a lot of the, the viewpoints that the kid has, the kids had was, like, it's God's job to save people. But he one of the that. sobering truths is like, there's nothing left for God to do. Everything that he had to offer, he accomplished when he sent Jesus to this world. So like, God's not going to step off of his throne, re-enter a human body, walk into Southside High School nope, and save that. a kid. Like <laughs> it's everything he's done or everything he's going to do has already been done. So now it's left up to us. And one of the questions that I left him with that night was like, if it's not going to be you, then who is it going to be? You see, Look at what the Bible says in Joshua 1, when God's commissioning Joshua. He says, my servant Moses is dead. Yep. His work is finished. Now it's your time to step in. You can apply that to your life right now. Billy Graham is dead and gone to heaven. Yeah. T.L. Osborne is dead and gone to heaven. These great men of God, they did great things. But now it's our turn. See, yeah. I, I see a lot of people, too. They'll talk about T.L. Osborne, and they'll talk about Billy Graham like that was the last great move that God had planned. Like, it was like God expected Jesus to come back already, and he's like, you know, right. why haven't you returned yet? I had these great men lined up, and now they're gone. We're here to do the same work and greater yeah. as time approaches. Should only increase. So as you enter the school year this year, just ask yourself, if I don't do it, if I don't tell people the truth, who's going to? Yeah, we have to take responsibility of it. Will Christianity make a ripple effect in the future? You have to make the decision. Yeah. Like God has us in this time and not Peter in this time. He has us right. in this time and not Paul in this time. Yeah. And he does it because he has a belief in you. Think about how cool this is. God has faith in you to bring his message to your school, to your friends, to your family. Yeah. And we have to make the decision. This year, I'll be different. I won't get as close to sin as I can. 
I'll be different. I'll be uncommon. I'll stick out because of a decision I've made to love Jesus with everything that I have and to win my school. Revival's ready. People coming to Jesus, it's ready. They're looking everywhere. And I love Acts chapter 17, verse 6. It's really one of our rallies and who we are as, as, as uproar. It's, it talks about the disciples showing up in town and the townspeople said, these are the ones that have turned the world upside down and they've come here as well. Yeah. I want to encourage you, you can be the one. God has an intention for that school to be saved more than you do, more than we do, more than your youth no pastor does. But will you be used? And you get to make the decision. You don't have to. You get to make the decision. Will I be the one? We don't want anybody to live with regret. We want you to be able to walk out of this place after your senior year and say, I did everything that God asked me to do, and I saw him move. My friends, my family members, the teachers, they experienced Jesus. And you know what's crazy is when one person makes the decision, it's not really just one. It's like a hundred making the decision. Yeah. Instead of looking around and hoping for someone else to do it, you get to do it. And as we take personal responsibility to be the one, you can do it. I want to encourage you this week, go ahead and just hashtag be the one or hashtag I'm the one. And we want to see you take responsibility for this message this year that I'll be different. My school will be saved. We want to thank you for joining us again for another week of Thursday Thoughts. If you go ahead and scroll down in either the uh, iTunes or the Amazon, Google Play, whatever Android users call it, scroll down to the bottom, give us a star review, uh, write a review out for us, share this thing on Facebook, help us get the word of the gospel out there. Use this as a tool to be effective this year in school. Share this with your friends. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on your Instagram. Send it to somebody in a text message. However you have to share this message with somebody, help us get it out there this week. Kidnap them and make them ride in the car with you for 13 minutes. (laughs) No doubt about it. However you got to do it. Get the word out. We love you, and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.